Zainadar, Tzadik, His Life, 209.83 As to their request that he gave them strength so as to be able to return, this alludes to their intention of going to the land of Israel. They needed to receive a degree of strength from him in order to punish the wicked so as to come to the land of Israel. Understand this well. Regarding their statement to the one with the sword that they had been suffering at his hands for a long time now, the underlying idea is the same as that contained in what the children of Israel said to Edom, you know all the travail that has befallen us. They specifically said, you know, because all the punishments are under his control. The statement by the Zaken, the old man, that his Zakan beard, was the explanation of the entire incident, corresponds to the fact that the entire Torah lesson referred to above is alluded to in the concept of old man. Thus the Rebbe explained at the end of the lesson that all the ideas contained in it are encapsulated in the concept of nine tikkunim, in relation to the beard. See his explanation there. Later on, the whole sequence was repeated, with someone lying on the ground as before and so on. This time the commanders were careful not to throw their merits to the light. Instead, they simply took their merits and went to the light, pouring out their hearts, begging and entreating. Of these commanders, it was said that they would live. The first two, on the other hand, deserved the death penalty for throwing their merits to the light instead of begging and entreating like the latter pair. Underlying all this is the idea that the main mistake of Moses was that he did not draw from the waters of Torah with appeals and entreaties for tender mercy. Instead, he used his staff of strength, as when he struck the rock, etc. This is the reason why now they were careful only to beg and entreat and appeal for tender mercy. In this way, they will live. May it be your will that our righteous Mashiach should come speedily in our days and bring us peace to the Holy Land of Israel. Then, everything will be restored speedily in our days. Amen. His Wisdom, 77. A man living in isolation can become insane. Within him are all the warring nations. His personality at a particular time is that of the victorious nation. Each time a different nation is victorious, he must change, since he plays the roles of all the nations. This can drive him insane, for he is alone and cannot express the war within him. But when one lives with others, these battles are expressed through his friends and family. There may be strife in the household of a tzaddik. This, too, is a war between nations. It is also the war between the twelve tribes, such as between Ephraim and Judah. Isaiah 11.13 Yechezkel 37.16 when the Mashiach comes, all wars will be abolished. The world will have eternal peace, as it is written, they will neither hurt nor destroy. Isaiah 11.9 Sefer Amidot, Torah Study, A. A person should study Torah even without understanding. Seeing your teacher's mouth while he teaches is very beneficial. Studying by the side of a river is very beneficial. When a person studies Torah at night, it is as if he performed the temple service. When one studies the laws of the temple service, it is as if the holy sanctuary was built in his lifetime. Whoever teaches Torah to an improper student descends into hell, and it is as if he worshipped idols. 
The Torah itself was given to all Jews, but engaging in polemic analysis of the Torah law was given to Moses alone, and he benevolently passed this privilege on to all of Israel. When a person makes himself available for teaching Torah to anyone who wishes to learn it, the Torah is given to him as a gift. The Torah endures only with one who stands naked of all he has for its sake, or who makes himself as if he knows nothing. Likutei Moharan 1, Lesson number 49, 6 All of these ideas are contained in the letter He, which consists of the letter Dalit with the letter Yud at its center. To elaborate, when a person clogs up his heart with stupidity, i.e. with bad thoughts, and no one is poor except one who lacks understanding, Masechet Nedarim 41a, he has thus fallen to Dalut, poverty, represented by the letter Dalit. However, when a person sanctifies his thoughts, and there is no sanctity with less than ten, Masechet Megillah 23b, this is represented by the letter Yud, which has the numerical value of ten. By sanctifying his thoughts, a person brings the Yud, holiness, into the Dalit, his lack of understanding, forming the letter He, which in turn suggests the verse, Who is that who ascends? Mizot Ola, Shira Shirim, 8.5, or rather, Who ascends together with this? Zohar Introduction 10, Tikkun Zohar 21, 30, 38, and 69. What this means is that by elevating prayer, a person lifts up the upper temple and the lower temple, which are associated respectively with who and this. This is because prayer is identified with Malchut, with Jerusalem, and with the lower temple. And when the lower Jerusalem, which is prayer, is built up, the Holy One thereupon enters the upper heavenly Jerusalem. Maseretanit 5a The building of the upper and lower Jerusalems correspond to an upper unification and a lower unification. These two supernal unifications connect to the idea of Aviv, springtime, which is also called Nisan. For in the month of Nisan the tabernacle was erected, and in this month the third holy temple will be inaugurated in the future. Ezekiel 45.18 The word Aviv itself incorporates the concept of the two temples, since Aviv is an Aleph with a Vet and a Yud and a Vet. That is, the letter Aleph represents the Keter, while the Bet, which means house, represents Bina, and reference to an upper unification. The letter Yud represents Chochmah, and in this case, its house is Malchut, referring to a lower unification. 7. Through this, the song will be awakened in the future, as it is written, the song will be yours, like the night when the festival is inaugurated. Isaiah 30.29 The connection is that prayer is closely associated with faith, and as it's written, they believed his words, they sang his prayers. Psalms 106.12 In other words, on the night when the festival is inaugurated, meaning on the Pesach night, they will sing the single, double, triple, and quadruple song, which includes the ten types of melody. This song is also represented by the letter He, which is comprised of the Dalit and a Yud. Dalit has the numerical value of 4, corresponding to the quadruple song, and Yud has the value of 10, corresponding to the 10 types of melody. This Shir song is awakened by the revelation of God's kingship, as reflected in the statement, She ruled, Sarah, 
over the entire world. Masechet Brachot 13a. Additionally, the kingship of David, who was called the sweet singer of Israel, names Emirot Yisrael, Shmuel Bet 23.1, is called the Sukkah of David, which must be raised up. Amos 9.11 And the Sukkah is Sarah, for she saw Sachta with the spirit of prophecy, Masechet Megillah 14a. Sarah represents kingship and prayer, which must be elevated from their lowly and diminished states associated with the lesser light, Genesis 1.16, and with his counsel falls away, Masechet Sanhedrin 22a, and be lifted up to the greatness associated with great lights, Genesis 1.16. Then a person merits perfect counsel and complete repentance. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Exchanged Children Then one day, someone revealed the secret to the purported king's son, telling him that people were saying that he had been exchanged. However, he said, it is impossible for you to investigate this, since it would be beneath your dignity. Besides, there is no way to ascertain the truth. However, I am telling you this, since there may be a rebellion against the king someday, and the rebel's hand could be strengthened if they could claim that they are making the king's true son the king. I am speaking of the one whom they claim is the king's son in their rumors. Therefore, you must devise some sort of plan to do away with him. The purported king's son began to persecute the father of the purported slave's son, not realizing that he was really his own father. He was always looking for ways to do him harm. He caused him one evil after another, trying to get him to emigrate together with the son. As long as the king was alive, he did not have much power. Still he caused him evil. But then the king grew old and died, and this slave son inherited the kingdom. He then did much greater evil to the father of the other son, causing him one evil after another. He would do it in secret ways, so that people would not trace the evil back to him, since it would not be proper for the masses to realize what he was doing. Nevertheless, in his secret ways, he was able to cause the father much evil. Letter number 108. With God's help, Sunday, Behalotichah, 5593. Greetings to my dear beloved son. May his light shine. I received your letter just now, and I was pleased to see that the words of truth are entering your heart. All that you write about, the bitterness of your heart, is not news to me. I already know and have heard from his holy lips a tremendous amount, both explicitly and implicitly, about how all these kinds of things must inevitably come upon anyone who wants to struggle and to inhale the scent of the awe of God. A great deal about this is explained in his holy books, and especially in the conversation recorded in Likutimwar Antinyana, Lesson 48, which begins, When a person enters the service of God. Study every single word of it carefully, as well as the subsequent lessons 52 to 54, and in Likutimwaran 1, Lesson 72. In addition to this is all that God has helped me draw out, and which is recorded in the books and letters I have written to you so far, along with all that you have heard from me in person. You can understand from them that what a person experiences in this world, and it is kind of different for each individual, is something great, profound, and fearsome indeed, so that even King Solomon could not comprehend it, as it is written, so that he will not find the thing that God has done. And no matter how much a person struggles in his search, 
he will not find it. Even if a wise man says that he knows, he will not be able to find it. Ecclesiastes 3.11 and 8.17 All this was implicit in what we mentioned last Holy Shavuot, about how a person who throws himself into complete servitude to God with pure, unsophisticated simplicity can fathom the way that God deals in judgment, for he begins to comprehend God's ways. Likutem Oran 2, 5.15 God helped me further yesterday at the third meal to say some very amazing, profound, and pure words, a small fraction of which the carrier of this letter, Abnachman of Hasten, will relate to you. Likutel Rosh Chodesh, 6, 8-19 I was filled with regret, though, that we were not worthy of having you hear them yourself. We take comfort, though, in all that you have already heard, especially last Shavuot. Thus far has God's mercy helped us, and we are waiting for him to add even more to his wonders and loving kindness until we will be worthy of a good end with God's help. For God's favors are never-ending, and his compassion never ceases. How my soul was uplifted, when my friend Rab Shmuel was at the house and he told me that he had heard from you many words of Torah from last Shavuot. This delighted my soul like fat and oil, because this is what I so desired, that you should remember and converse about the words of Torah of truth that you hear from me. My innards exalted when your lips spoke straight utterances. And thank God they made a deep impression on Rab Shmuel, and he has already related them to others. This is just what the Rebbe wanted that anyone who desires to hear the truth should be told. Also, it would be a good idea if you could collect from our comrades their contributions towards the building immediately, be it great or small. I need to make some large expenditures now to complete the holy building. Salvation will come from God. The words of your father waiting for your salvation and praying for you. Nasan Abreslev Letter number 347. With God's help, Wednesday, the 36th day of the counting of the Omer, Breslov. Greetings in life to my dear learned friend, the illustrious Rabav Rimbert, may he live. You should know, my dear friend, that three weeks have passed since I left home for Uman. I stayed there for several days and arrived home safely last night. I had been hoping to receive money from you and from our comrades before Pesach, as you yourself promised me several times in your letters. My friend Rab Abba, may his light shine, sent me a letter with money and wrote that, God willing, when you come, you would certainly be sending yours. You also wrote me the same yourself several times. Now Pesach has already passed, and it is more than four weeks since then. Today is the 36th day of the Omer, and there has been no word and no money. Not from you and not from our comrades, not for my livelihood, and not the money that my friend, your father-in-law, may his light shine, promised me explicitly, nor what Rab Hirsch, may his light shine, still owes, as I have written down from what they explicitly promised on Rosh Hashanah. I have already borrowed a great deal against the sum, and I am being pressed to repay it, and I do not know what to do. Surely everything the merciful one does is for the best." Masechet Brachot 60a. But because I love you and all our righteous, generous comrades so much, I could not restrain myself from expressing my pain and telling you how I feel about your having been so remiss about sending me what you promised. 
I arrived home early last night. There I found your letter to your righteous mother, may she live, and I read it. While you do make apologies for yourself, you nonetheless know, and you wrote it yourself in this letter, that you have absolutely no excuses, neither to your mother nor to me. Here I am today in the midst of a great project which I began. In addition, I must spend a great deal of money on sending the books from here, which is extremely urgent for a number of reasons, and an incalculably great mitzvah for the good of the wider community. The only thing holding it up is money. Also, there is a man from there who is here with me today, and I have a great deal to discuss with you about this, but it is impossible in this context. Shemot HaTzadikim Rabbi Ezra Bedrav Avtilus Rabbi Azariah Dikfar Hanan Rabbi Azariah Bersimai Rabbi Ila Rabbi Ila'a Rabbi Ilash Rabbi Ina Rabbi Ina Sava Ifa Rav Amram Rav Amram Bred Rav Shimon Bar Abba Rav Amram Chasida Rav Anan Rav Anan Bar Tachlifa Rav Anan Bar Chia Rav Anan Bar Rava Rav Anan Bar Yosef Anini Bar Nachshon Anani Bar Sasson Akavya Ben Mahalal El Akavya Rav Yirmiya Akavya Rav Akavya Rabbi Akiva Ben Yosef who is a car by Sarah Rugemonchut. Rabbi Akiva Bendosa, Rabbi Akiva Amora, Akila Sager. Names of Tanaim and Amoraim, Pei. Rav Pada, Bar Pada, Rabbi Pedaya, Rabbi Pedat Azaken, Rabbi Pedat Ben Rabbi Elazar Ben Pedat, Puga Shemae de Rabbi Yossi Bar Hanina, Rabbi Pazi, Ben Pazi, Ben Patiri, Palife Bao Peruta, Pelatia de Nava, Pelaton Ish Romi, Pelimo, Rabbi Panda, Pinchas Ish Habra, O Ish Habira, Rabbi Pinchas Ben Aruva, Rabbi Pinchas Ben Yair, Pinchas Sahib Shel Shmuel Akoen, Rabbi Pinchas Barhama, Rabbi Pinchas Akoen, Rabbi Pinchas Berav Chizda, Rabbi Pinchas Berav Mari, Rabbi Pinchas Breder of Ami, Rav Pinchas Bar Hanania, Rabbi Pinchas Bar Zakai, Rabbi Pinchas Ben Levi, Rabbi Pinchas de Yafo, Pinchas Ben Gavta, Rabbi Pinchas, Pinkai Rabosha Rabbi Yohanan Ben Narvai, Rav Papa Sava, Rav Papa Bar Hanan Mibet Seluchait, Rav Papa Bar Shemuel, Rav Papa Breder Rav Acha Bar Ada, Rav Papa Bar Nachman, Rav Papa Breder Rav Yosef, Rav Papa Bar Ada, Rav Papa Bar Yaakov, Papus Ben Yehuda, Papus Chaviroshel Lulianus, Rav Papi, Rav Papi Bahashini, Rabbi Papias Ben Pika, Rabbi Perusdira Bar Narsha, Rabbi Parta Ben Rabbi Elazar Ben Parta, Ben Benoshel Rabbi Parta Agadol, Rabbi Parguri de Kisrin, Rabbi Parida, Rabbi Parira, Rabbi Parna, Rabbi Parnach, Pishpesha, one prayer number 82 77 therefore i stretch out my hands to you my compassionate father who knows the secrets of my heart and plead with you to bless me with holiness of the mind 
teach me how to act in regard to Torah study and other holy endeavors, in what manner, when, how much, and particularly when to interrupt in accordance with your beneficent will, in order to rest my mind, so that I do not end up abandoning my Torah study altogether. Everyone is unclear about this. There is no one who can give us a clear advice. Teach me your ways, so that in everything that I do, my goal will be ultimate truth. Hashem, teach me your ways. Guide me on a path that is straight, despite my enemies who gaze upon me. Hashem, teach me your ways. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. It is for you that I have hoped all day long. Hashem sustains us. Help me firmly trust that you will give me all that I need, both in the physical and spiritual realms. Give me all that I need to sustain my soul and body with holiness and purity, granting me everything in its proper time. As the verse states, the eyes of all turn hopefully to you, and you give them food in its time. Although I have sinned and acted in destructive ways, thus depriving myself of the right to receive sustenance from you, nevertheless, I trust that in your kindness you will not abandon me forever. Hashem, you are good and do good for the wicked and for the righteous. As the verse states, Hashem is good to all, and His compassion is in all His creatures. As the verse states, Hashem is good to all, and His compassion is on all of His creatures. In your tremendous goodness, you sustain the entire world with grace, kindness, and compassion, giving food to all creatures, for your kindness is eternal. Trust in God and abundance. Do not repay me in accordance with my transgressions. May my sins never separate me from your goodness and the flow of abundance that you constantly pour down upon us. Strengthen my trust in you. May my thoughts not bewilder me, and may my transgressions not confuse me or keep me from relying on you. Trust in Hashem forever, for Hashem is God, the eternal rock. Blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem. Hashem will be his trust. May the trust become a conduit through which I receive a flow of goodness and sustenance, all in its proper time and before I feel its lack. Our God, our Father, our Shepherd, our Sustainer, you who give sustenance to all, from the greatest beast to the tiniest insect. Send me my income. Support me, my family, and everyone who is dependent on me with generous and unearned kindness. Give me everything that I need through honorable and legitimate means. Be generous to me so that earning a living will not distract me from the learning of Torah and serving you. May I never have to depend on the gifts and loans of other people. Instead, open your full, holy, and generous hand so that I will never be ashamed or stumble. May I always learn Torah and serve you together with my children, my grandchildren, and all of my descendants, as well as your entire nation, the House of Israel. From now and forever, Amen Selah. Prayer number 83-206 I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have forgotten your commandments. Master of the world, if I wished to tell you how I went astray, 
from my earliest moments until this day, reams of paper, again, reams of paper would not suffice. The earth could not contain all of my words, all of the parchment from the rams of Nivayot, and all of the languages of the world could not express my errors. They could not describe all of the ruined paths, blasted avenues, and bewildered labyrinths upon which I strayed. I defiled my deeds. I erred, transgressed, and sinned. I drew the evil inclination close to me until I sank to my present state. At every moment, with my sins and blemished thoughts, I strayed upon contorted, ruined byways. Over the course of the days and years, I wandered upon twisted paths that led me to other twisted paths. It was not enough that I strayed with my sins first, but every day I sinned yet more, sin upon sin, crime upon crime, iniquity upon iniquity, shameful thought upon shameful thought, vulgarity upon vulgarity, until my mind grew thick and my wicked fantasies gathered in a pile, rising and pressing upon me until I feel that I can no longer breathe. What can I say? What words can I speak? How can I justify myself? I stretch my hands out to you. Help me. Save me. I have strayed for so many years on delusory paths that even if you have compassion on me and send me hints to return to you or call out to me, I will not recognize your hints, and I will not hear your calling out to me, and I will not return from my errors. Woe, woe, woe. Seeking the true path. Master of the world, I should have prayed to you, cried out to you, and acknowledged my regret to you years ago. Now after I have sinned so much in my thoughts, speech, and action, what will I say? If I cannot even properly express my condition for a fraction of the sins that I committed, how can I possibly do so for all of them? Woe, woe, woe. What can I say? How can I gather my courage? I prostrate myself before you like a dead dog. I lie on the ground before you like a spilled-out muddy water. I am filled with shame and disgrace, shortcomings, offenses, and vice, from the soles of my feet to the crown of my head, from the day that I gained maturity until this moment. Help me, for I have gone astray on misleading and blasted paths, and my thoughts are polluted and obscured. Teach me the true way and proper counsel, so that I will quickly return to the straight path in accordance with your beneficent will and serve you with awe and love. Be gracious to me and redeem me. In accordance with your kindness, give me life, and I will guard the testimony of your mouth. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. I have hoped for you all day long. Teach me, Hashem, the way of your laws, and I will keep it at every step. Hashem, the earth is filled with your kindness. Teach me your laws.